This episode is presented by Fleet Feet. I consider myself a member of CSRD. Yes. <laughs> but what does, what, what does it mean to be a member? How does one prove their membership? Um, I didn't get my card in the mail. <laughs> no, no, you don't need a card in the mail. You don't need to fill out the application. We have no dues, you know, just show up. My name is Allison Mariella Desir, and this is Out and Back a podcast exploring how Black, Indigenous, and other people of color are reclaiming space in the outdoors. Each episode, you'll hear their stories and we'll get outside with them in their element. Last time, I shared a little bit about myself. Now, I'm gonna introduce you to some other people who are making and reclaiming space in the Pacific Northwest for Black and Brown people. We're headed to Seattle to hang out with Club Seattle Runners Division, better known as CSRD, and its founders, Ashley Davies and David J. Wan O. Their story and the story of CSRD is one that combines a love of running with a love of Seattle to get people intentionally moving outside. I will sit and talk with David and Ashley about their stories and their work, but you will also get to hear that work in action. Last Juneteenth weekend, CSRD joined me and Wanawari, a Black-owned home and art space, to organize a three-mile walking tour of the Central District. The Central District was once a thriving Black neighborhood because Black people legally couldn't live anywhere else in the city. But in the last few decades, the neighborhood has rapidly gentrified. Even with gentrification, heat maps suggest that there are fewer people outside running, walking, or biking in the Central District than in areas historically reserved for white people in Seattle. CSRD is tackling these movement disparities. Through their running, they are reclaiming space and literally creating more heat. If you wanna see Ashley, David, and I talking and walking through the Central District, check out our video series. There's a link to it in the show notes, or you can find it at crosscut.com slash video. Let's talk with Ashley and David. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> I would love it if you could start by telling me a little bit about who you are. So my name is Ashley, and I'm one of the co-founders of Club Seattle Runners Division uh, with David here. And uh, I think of myself in two ways. One is a community connector, which is really so much of CSRD um, and just a lot of the ways I show up uh, in Seattle and other spaces and then I'm also an education and youth advocate. Um, I spent the last 10 years uh, working in public school districts and just being connected to youth in other ways outside of that. I'm David, David J10. I'm a friend, I'm a son, I'm a, <laughs> um, I'm a recreational jogger, I'm a you know co-founder of CSRD along with Ashley. Um, also, you know, I've been a photographer for 10 years now. Um, and I think that's basically how I connect with the community. It has this beautiful marriage between like what I can do, you know, with my ability to showcase my community mm -hmm. and also kind of host, you know, these wonderful, you know, events like on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. You know, for lack of better words, events, I mean, it's just a run. It is more than a run. <laughs> I have been to and witnessed the explosion of energy that comes mm -hmm. through social media from a Monday night. Can you tell me, um, so you said CSRD meets weekly. What is your intent behind these weekly runs? Just 
come together as a community. Really, it's just people around the city, you know, coming together with, you know, shared passion, mm. not only for the sport itself, but also for the city. Mm. I think that's very important that like people, you know, who loves to know one another, who lives in the city, who loves the city, comes together and the running is just happens to be the instrument that kind of connects us. Where did um, CSUD start? Like what, what's the origin story? We began in February of 2017. Um, and if you know or have heard just any rumbling of like Seattle weather, that makes no sense why you would start a running, a running based group in February. Uh, but um, it was after some of us had met through another group um, and just wanted to take some of that momentum that we had from meeting each other and gathering um, and uh, create something that we just felt was authentically the city, authentic to the people who we wanted to make sure that there was space for in the city. And so we just met by telling everyone we knew to meet at my apartment building. Uh, went to the grocery store, got some orange juice and some little snacks. Uh, and then we mapped out a three mile route, which was an out and back. Um, it happened to rain on that day. What a surprise. Uh, ended up with maybe about 40 people. Wow. David, of course, brought his camera. Um, super modest and talking about being a photographer, mm -hmm. a bomb photographer. Uh, and so we just did our run out. David took photos and the rain came down. <laughs> we ran back. We ate some food, yeah, yeah. ate some donuts, drank some juice and said we're going to do it every Monday. We just mm -hmm. felt like Monday was a cool day to just like start the week, mm -hmm. you know. We're setting the energy and the tone for the week. And so that's how we picked Monday. There's always this notion about Monday being such a drag. Case of the Monday. Yeah, I mean, like, right? <laughs> but like, no, not with us. Mm -hmm. And like, to piggyback on what Ashley was talking about, like how we came about is I think that at the time that we were thinking about creating CSRD, there was a deeper desire for us and even like people who ran, who, who, who we met, you know, from the previous clubs, there was a deeper desire of like creating some type of agency for us. Mm. You know what I mean? Again, like it goes back to the, the shared passion that we have for the run, right? It was shared passion that we have for the city, mm. but we didn't know how to like put it out there, right? Mm. We always thought that it has to be, you know, the third party institution that grants a space for us, grants a time for us. We never really, thought outside of the box where like, wait a minute, we can actually do this on our own. Mm. We could be the first in the city where we truly take an agency on what we love to do. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I've heard you both mention how important the city of Seattle is to this run club. And when I first moved here from New York, I remember coming here and thinking like, this is the whitest place I've ever been. Where are the black people? Where are the Asian people? Where are the people of color? Um, is that, like, what are you talking about when you say the city? And does that experience ring true to you? That I will say is my perception of the city when I first came here too. I moved here seven years ago. And there is actually a 
ton of diversity in the city and the extension of the city. It's just that it's super segregated. So mm -hmm. people live in certain places. Um, they are comfortable in certain places. Mm -hmm. And so the places um, outdoors where a lot of runners tend to congregate and take up space are typically not where you find black people or, or people of color. Um, in general. And so, you know, when we thought about our group, um, and there's another woman who's not with us today, but is part of like our co-founder group, uh, Maran McCash. And so we were just like, we're going to tap into our friends <laughs> because our friends look like us. If we started there with being the initiators of just like, come join us. Like that was, that's pretty much how we always continue to talk about our group. Just, just mm. come join us, come mm. join us. You'll see us, mm. you'll, see, you'll, see, you'll literally see us, mm. and you'll see our friends and mm. other people who we associate with and feel comfortable with and feel like represent the things that we represent. That's the sort of the vibe that we're creating for the people in the city. Like people of color do exist. Mm. We have built communities you know, whether it's the south end of Seattle, you know, International District, or even further down in Tacoma, like people of color do exist, unfortunately, in such a very segregated way. Mm -hmm. And I think that is incredibly blessing for us that people literally drive hours to seek for us mm -hmm. because they see not only themselves in what we do, but they're friends and families. I want to go back to how each of you started running because as you mentioned, so much of what we think running is or what we've consumed about running comes from this very white cultural identity. So let's start with you, Ashley. How did you find yourself um, being a runner and an athlete? I got into running in middle school and my trajectory in running is maybe like a typical story that you would hear of someone in running, although it's layered with layers being a black woman and just like having other things that I experienced throughout um, but as I mentioned I started running in middle school um, I would just run around my neighborhood as something to do after I had finished school and finished school work mm. wasn't really interested in like organized sports it seemed super intimidating and also super white um, mm. and then I went on to run in high school ended up running with a bunch of other white women like feeling totally isolated mm. Um, felt like uh, I was in this world environment where there like wasn't other me's. Mm. Um, I still f somehow found a passion for running that I like continued with. Ran in college, um, experienced high school at like a more elevated level, mm. filled with more layers, um, and then throw in the like competitiveness tied with scholarship and the stress that people would talk about. And I wasn't a scholarship athlete. Um, I was running because I enjoyed it. And But you were on the team. I was on the team, yeah. That's really intense to run, was it cross country? Yeah, I ran cross country and wow. track in college. Mm. And then went to grad school and I kind of fell in love with marathon running. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe love is an overstatement, but I enjoyed it. I like enjoy the process of training. Mm, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the process of like challenging myself at my own pace. You know, honestly, I've had so many experiences throughout my running journey that should have broke me down, but it continued to 
build this library of just like, these are the things that I want to create one day, right? And so um, I never specifically thought I would be part of the creation of a community. Um, I think it was really uh, David and Moran who were really like, let's do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, but so much of my experience really contributes to the way I see running spaces, the way I see runners. I have this tremendous amount of empathy for the new runner, for the runner of color, for the runner like who doesn't see themselves as a runner. I took up running very late. I hated running. <laughs> um, you know, I went to art school and I was at a time where like, what do I do with this liberal arts degree? Mm. So, and also I was kind of going through a really bad creative slump. Mm. So I think running was something that kind of born out of like my, like born out of the necessity. Like I need some type of pattern that I can fall mm -hmm. back into. This is gonna be a part of my creative process. This is just a like big slap of rock and I'm just gonna start like chisel it down, you know. Running for me is about what connects me to to next adventure or next endeavor because all the places that I've, I've been to and met friends was through the people that I photographed through a running culture in those cities. I love that. You both have um, talked about the values that you have around running and, and your community, but if you could spell them out more specifically, like what does CSRD stand for? I mean, you know, Ashley says this all the time, you know, old faces, old faces. I'll just break it down, like the concept of faces, it, one is meant to mean like your face can be any color, mm -hmm. but it also can look any way. Like there is no size, shape, color of a runner. Everyone, every face is welcome. And then with paces, just the representation of like, you can move in any which way. And sometimes people, like we've got to the point where people just like are not running and they're still coming. <laughs> There's like, I just want to be part of this energy today. I want to start my week with this energy and I'm not running. I'm just coming to see my friends who are all here, <laughs> part of this community. Like I like jokingly yelled out like, we don't care if you are the fastest, you can't beat us. That's like, <laughs> I need the, that on a shirt. Yeah, like that's the ideal that I like to share. You've both mentioned, um, again, going back to this idea of the importance of the city. Can you tell me about where you choose to host your events? Yeah, so the, the reason why we picked the South Lake Union was it was sort of kind of like, you know, the midpoint where people can meet. It was kind of pivotal for us to like find the okay, like where is like the place where people can sort of all kind of come in together without like getting too much of a hassle and also accessible. And South Lake Union was and is still that place where like parking is accessible. We have somewhat of an accessible road that people can run from three to five miles. Mm -hmm. And then like the reason why we picked some of the places in like South Seattle was a lot of the folks that coming to our run was living in and still lives in South Seattle. So, you know, we wanted to have two places in Seattle where we feel like we can accommodate as, as many people as possible, right? And you'll find 
as well when we do events in other places different people show up mm -hmm. right it is not only visibility of existing people to new places it's visibility of our crew and our mm -hmm. and our environment to people who may not have joined us mm. in other places where we've been running and let them know what we're about, like what our values are, mm. that we welcome them. Mm. Um, and it's also an opportunity for us to tap in to what exists in that community. So when we do events in other parts of the city, we're super intentional. We are highlighting those areas. People then continue to come back. They have that in their like save places. Um, and we build those partnerships when we do that as well. How would you say the organization has changed since its founding five years ago? One of our other values is like growth and evolution. You know, what we are today will not be what we are tomorrow. And, and that's what we want. Like we want to learn and grow as our group grows, as our, like there are people with more needs that we haven't accounted for. We have to be willing to grow, right? And that's a huge value of ours that we constantly talk about. So one of the biggest things I think that stands out to me about our growth in the last five years um, is using the word walk constantly when we talk about our gatherings, making sure that language is such that people feel like they can say, I'm gonna walk today, right? Like it's okay to come and walk or really to run at any pace. Um, and then we have really tapped into doing more events. It's like, no, you need to figure out who you are, establish that, create consistency for people. And then you can add on those other layers. That's just my opinion. Um, and so that's you know what we were really focused on, creating a consistency for our community and then adding other things to continue to grow the experiences that people have and our impact and our, our footprint in the city. I know we talk a, a lot about our runs, like Mondays and Saturday runs, but I think that like, for me personally, the, the, the true beauty shines on the other days. What I mean by that is that we know that Monday will be there. We know that Saturdays will be there. But there are, like, I see, like, people in our crew, like, getting together, like, on Tuesdays or Saturdays or Sundays or whatever that is for brunch or, like, you know, going to museums together or going to games together. To me, like, when I see that, like, that really makes me happy, right? And also, during the lockdown, I think that really, like, the, the value of us kind of really shine through, you know what I mean? I know for personally, like people checked up on me. People checked up on my family too, you know what I mean? Like that really resonated, you know, strong with me. Like how we have created this, basically extended family. We are just more than running buddies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or marathon training partners. We have a genuine passion for one another. We have a genuine care for one another. And I think that's beautiful. There's so much more to the story, so keep listening. This episode is presented by Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet believes that running changes everything. We sell the shoes, apparel, and gear you need to get started. And we host fun runs, training groups, and events. 
Whether you're training for your first mile or your 50th marathon, we're here to run with you. Learn more at fleetfeet.com. Let's dive back in. So how did the idea for this Juneteenth Wanawari walk um, come to be? We had decided that we wanted to come together in a meaningful way, like in a place that also felt meaningful and have intentionality around who was coming together. So it will be a three mile uh, walk. We'll make some stops along the way um, to situate you within the historic central district, what's happening presently, and what we hope for our future. And so Wanarari is a um, space within the central district, which is a historically black um, neighborhood within Seattle that still maintains so much of its roots, despite the fact that it's constantly fighting gentrification. Um, and uh, that space is doing a lot to cultivate and um, bring community around art, um, as well as create space for black folks um, and others. And so um, that just seemed like a cool community space to center the event around. We wanted to highlight the Central District. Sometimes as runners, when we are running through places, people talk about taking in the surrounding, but you can take it in a lot better when you're walking, when you're having the time to observe what's truly around you. I think it was also a very pivotal moment for our crew as well because Leading up to that, we thought about, we talked about, you know, how do we like attract people who are intimidated by running? Mm -hmm. And then all these people, you know, came out to walk with us and people who doesn't even necessarily run with us, but was always interested in joining us came out and how great it was. I think that really was, that was a highlight. I loved that it was intergenerational, right? Yeah. That we had little ones. Do you know the Black Panther Party? Oh, yeah, my friends told me about it. Best. Oh, yeah. We had elders. I think that the intergenerational uh, notion is so important because when we think about running, we are putting in our boxes on what the runner should look like. Mm. Not only just the body type, but also the age. Mm. You know what I mean? There are people who are old who run. We know that there are people who are young who run. But I think in an ur in, in, in urban setting, running in the city, it only, like, we, we only think about the certain demographics mm -hmm. and certain age. That stuck out to me the most that, like, we are, this is a yet another way we are reclaiming the space in Seattle and how we think about the movement, that it doesn't have to be subjected only to the younger ones. It can really be anyone you know, and, and anybody in any ages. And plus also to explore that section of the city where people just usually just drive by. Mm. People really don't think twice about it. Mm. You know what I mean? That, 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 that the people came through and learned, you know, that the people, you know, the people's wall, that actually is, that means something. The people's wall and Black Panther mural. Mm, that was powerful. This is incredible to know the kind of activity that was happening here. Also the kind of resistance they were facing, the hypervigilance that they must have lived with. 
the sense of insecurity, but the power that guided everything that they do. Um, and so knowing things like that um, fills me with so much joy and, and hope, right, about um, what folks like us have always been doing and the power that we have. Yeah, that means something, you know, the, the, the places that we stop by, like, you think that's just a regular high school, but that high school has a legacies. You know, that high school has a history in this city. Garfield High School has long played a key role in its neighborhood, the Central District. As the Central District has changed, so too has the school's population. And I know there's a million stories about this high school, and many of you will know them. Raise hands if you went to Garfield. Hey. Raise hands if you teach at Garfield. Coach. <laughs> One of my favorite parts was when Chef Christie <laughs> looked outside her window, saw all of us, and ran up. Hey, come on over! <laughs> this was not planned. So we're hosting um, a walk in honor and celebration of Juneteenth. So I was just talking about the building. I just mentioned communion, and here she is. And I just thought like, this is the epitome of community, right? Like this is a woman who's a pillar of the community, sees something going on, wants to be part of it, welcomes us. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just such a beautiful moment. And particularly when we think about Juneteenth, a reclaiming of freedom, us claiming these streets and bringing everyone together. It just was so perfect. I have a question about that for you. Like, was that felt like you were back home for a little yes. bit? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Cause like, you see that in the big city a lot. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you know, you being in the Harlem and yeah. like someone from the, you know, someone from the bake shop would just like come I out mean, and say, yo, Alyssa, what's up? You know what I mean? I, when I'm in New York, I can't walk down the street without people saying- Right, just holler it. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. That took me back to walking down 125th and like seeing friends and family and yeah, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. And thank you for asking that. That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what it was like. Have you found in your group that safety is an issue or that maybe coming together as a group allows people to move through streets in a way that they wouldn't feel comfortable otherwise? You know, in terms of like immediate safety, some you know, such as visibilities and like you know, you know, working with you know car traffics and like mm -hmm. you know bike traffics and all of that. Yes, we make it very intentional. Like, mm -hmm. use your voice, look around. You know what I mean? Like, do not race against cars. Mm -hmm. You know, feels like feels like I'm leading the field trip sometimes. You know, like <laughs> we're a pack of like first graders, but we have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, people come to us for a reason, and I think that is the you know that is the reason why people come and run with us. Not only is fun, but it's also like, yeah, I can I can hang with these guys. I feel safe, you know, doing so, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. Yeah, like beyond just there's the physical safety, but there's this psychological, emotional mm -hmm. safety. Yeah. Yeah, and. You know, I think that within the group, you know, people look out for each other. Mm -hmm. The safety of um, running with someone and also like if something more 
someone to, were to approach someone, you know, if there's someone else in the group there, that they would be there to help right. shield against that. You know, we've seen that happen from time to time, particularly with the homelessness that happens in Seattle. And people who may not be from here or not here for long, they don't know how to deal with it. And people who have been, you know, have some of the tools to be able to know how to deal and respond. Um, And then, you know, our group also has created the connectedness amongst people so that when people are not running with the group, they can have other buddies to run with, which is like super important. Uh And, you know, you've had the pleasure of the experience of the winter where we get like, five hours of sunlight a day and so (laughs) for people who like to be active outdoors and you want to run or walk or do anything like that it's like when will I do it like so it's super like we really stress during that time Uh that people you know use their gear use their reflective gear like buddy up to the extent possible Um, and for some people our group runs are the only time they may run in the winter because they're like, I don't have the ability to run any other time and feel safe. So I consider myself a member of CSRB. What does it take to be a member? Just show up. Just show up. And you don't have to, like, make a weekly commitment. We will always be there. Mm. So come to us when you can. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that we kind of like open the door that way you know uh not to give not not, not to give other company uh you know clout or whatever we're like olive garden once you're here your family yeah i mean like and it could be just once it could be just once like i don't even look at it as a member we're just like mm-hmm. we're friends i guess you know what i'm saying like we're just like mm-hmm. they're just part of us mm-hmm. so yeah i think that the the, the notion of member is very personally kind of gatekeeping right because if somebody's a member then somebody's also not a member right yeah, who's exactly. in and who's out. for us the only criteria and this is not even again outside the concept of membership but just for joining is that you respect the community mm-hmm. like that is just the foundation and if you can do those things once twice 20 times you are part of us mm-hmm. if you can't do those things you can't be part of us mm-hmm. <laughs> Collaboration for me is such an important part of building community. And what I've really respected about meeting you all is, you know, as a leader of a community in New York, um, there were often times when I felt like I was in competition with other folks, right? Whereas you've really cultivated this space where if you know something, you're gonna share that information, right? Like we're here to uplift and support each other. Was that intentional or was that sort of something just like evolved in in CSRD? I think it was both. For us, we, I mean, at least, you know, I can speak for myself that like, we don't have enough of us, basically. I want to just clarify, when you say there's not enough of us, who what, who's the us? Us, you know, like there aren't enough of runners of colors and there aren't enough like BIPOC folks you know, in Seattle, there may be, but it just kind of feels very satellite you know what I mean? Like, we're just kind of like, kind of like clusters, you know. We also, I think, feel like we want every space to feel welcoming mm-hmm. to people like us. Mm-hmm. And we don't host runs every day of the week, mm-hmm. so we can't be available to people on other days. Mm-hmm. 
So the more that we collaborate, the more that we share, the more that we're able to infuse our values, our ideas, our concerns, like with other people. And hopefully through that, other folks recognize some of the ways that they can be more inclusive. We have this like idea of like all we got is us. And I think that it can only be better if we multiply. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, thank you for creating that for me and for so many people here in Seattle. Um, I, not to, no pun intended, but I would have been lost <laughs> without yeah. the two of you in CSRD. And it's just such a blessing that um, you're here. We got us. So thank you. Yeah. If you want to continue adventuring with me and dive deeper into this story, check out the show notes. There, you'll find links to the video series and an article I wrote about the themes of this episode. This podcast is hosted and reported by Allison Mariella Desir. That's me. My producer is Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers. The executive producer is Mark Baumgarten. Audio production from Bryce Y. Adolfson and Sarah E. Hall. And audio support from Rusty Bogal and Seth Halloran. You can subscribe to Out and Back wherever you listen. And if you like the show, please review us. It helps create excitement around a new show. And if you'd like to support the work we do at CrossCut, go to crosscut.com membership. In addition to supporting our journalism, members receive complete access to on-demand programming from KCTS 9, Seattle's PBS station. For the latest political, environmental, and culture news from the Pacific Northwest, visit crosscut.com. Out and Back is a product of Cascade Public Media. Next time, I'm getting out of my element and onto a bike.